Hey everyone, welcome to episode number 40. We've made 40 episodes of the Forever Strength Podcast. That's actually kind of cool. Uh, I'm Andrew Coates. I've got Bailey Lau with me, and we are the uh, founders of the Forever Strength Program. And uh, if you're one of our members, we love you and we're glad you're part of it. And if you don't know anything about it, shoot, shoot us a message. We'd love to tell you more. We'll do our next intake in about four weeks from now before, uh, before this round ends. So it's been popular and uh, we're excited about the, the future of it. We're going to talk to you guys today about deloads. Uh, probably a lot of misconceptions about deloads, wh- whether you need them or not, what they mean. So Bailey's going to actually define it and launch into it. Yep. So definition uh, is a plan period to reduce the intensity of your workouts to allow for recovery. Um, so that would either be um, reducing your reps, your sets, or your weight. Um, I think it would be a better idea um, than skipping a whole week of workouts because then you're still moving your muscles, uh, moving your joints, but you're most of the time sticking to the same exercises. So you're still practicing them and keeping that connection between the muscle and the brain strong. Um, but you're not pushing yourself um, as the program is progressing. Um, so the reasons to do this is to allow for recovery. Um, but that also means mental and physical that would give you a break mentally and physically. Um, because I don't know about you guys, but squats every week is just especially high volume squats. Sometimes it just, you know, you feel like, ugh, I don't want to do that. That heavy compound, that deadlift, like that's so much weight that I'm moving. So it does give you a mental break um, where you can just sort of go through your workouts and not have that uh, ugh feeling about them. Um, and it also helps you avoid overtraining, which isn't a huge issue um, for most people, especially the demographic that we're sort of speaking to, the advanced or um, sorry, the intermediate and the beginner lifters. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So, a couple whys there. There's a few things within this too. We're, we're really talking about dropping fatigue. We accumulate fatigue, and mm-hmm. our training is a stimulus. So, and this is very Renaissance periodization, very Mike Isertel, um, and it's the ratio, the stimulus to fatigue ratio. And so a lot of things are going to create an incredible stimulus like, well, heavy squatting and deadlifting, especially relatively high reps, but those also create significant amounts of fatigue. If we're always training to failure, like always being on the bleeding edge of failure has a very high ratio of fatigue relative to stimulus. So, and you're, and you're right. I think that most people in the general population probably don't actually need deloads, but you know, there are a few things that accumulate. We have nervous system fatigue. Right. Especially from that, that it, it, the myth is, is that it, like it's accumulated by heavy lifting. Sure. But actually like a lot of volume of training with moderate loads creates a lot of nervous system fatigue. We have cardiovascular fatigue um, and then obviously localized muscles need to recover. But here's a big one is connective tissue. Connective tissue does not recover, doesn't get as much blood flow at the same rate that even bone does and certainly not muscle. So if we continue to accumulate micro traumas of all these tissues, which is exactly what happens as they repair and recover stronger, then if we're not getting enough recovery for those micro traumas on joint tissue, at some point or other, that can result in a bigger injury. Yeah. And most beginners, um, lots of the times you'll see um, those 
newbie gains is what they call them. Um, so that could be in strength and in uh, muscle mass increase. Um, but then they sort of hit that plateau because they're not, most of the time, beginners don't really know what heavy is for them. Um, so they're not going to that point. So potentially for a beginner, it's not necessary. Um, this would more be so more so be for um, intermediate advanced lifters. Sorry, those are my dogs. <laughs> they're always barking. That's cute. We, we could wait till they seem to have something they want to say. So uh, I guess next thing is how do we deload? Yeah, so um, like I mentioned before, would be reduction in the amount of weight that you're lifting. A lot of people uh, like to think about it as percentages or the way that we program in Forever Strength, we use reps and reserve. Um, so instead of, you know, being that uh, two to three, potentially one rep and reserve, it would be down at maybe a, a five or six or even a four. I get, you know, whatever your body needs. Um Reduction in reps, um, volume, and frequency. So you can still be practicing the same exercises um, and maybe take out your uh, isolation movements if that was what you wanted to reduce the amount of times you're going to the gym that week um, and sort of push them into three days instead of four or four days instead of five or something like that. You could even, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this if you're really needing a deload, but you could theoretically go a little heavier, but drop your reps a lot to where you're actually not as close to failure. Or mm -hmm. you could drop the load, increase the reps, but again, as long as the intensity wasn't the same and, and not up against the edge of failure, you could change those tactics, but uh, it's probably wiser just to simply reduce you know, aspects of everything. So when would we do yeah. it? When, um, so a lot of programs have this kind of thing programmed in, um, that are sort of planning around when you should be hitting, um, more failure type movements, um, or weights, sorry. Um, also could be when you're progressing, when you're no longer progressing. Jeez. Um, so maybe you've had a plateau, um, and your body just needs a break. So you should probably give it to it, um, feeling mentally drained from your workouts, which does happen free happen frequently, um, depending on the lifter. That doesn't mean that you put a deload in um, every two weeks or anything, just because you're feeling mentally drained. Um, there could be another factor playing with that, your nutrition, your sleep, all that kind of stuff. Um, when you're no longer recovering from your workouts would be a good time to put in a deload because um, potentially the first two months of your program was good. You figured out um, a frequency and an intensity that worked for you. And then all of a sudden your joints, your muscle, your connective tissue is just not recovering. Um, and you're getting maybe some extra soreness. So that would be a good time to do that too. Um, Short-term joint pain. I'm not talking about injury. If there's an injury, you definitely want to go see a physio. Um, uh, but it could be just when we were doing lots of chin up negatives, my elbow was just mad about it. Right. Mm -hmm. So then, um, we switched it to a different exercise. We went to, um, a different grip, even subbing out the exercises, which isn't technically a deload, or, um, you could be just skipping the chin ups, allowing your body to rest, um, or just doing less of them. 
Um, and then another reason would be after a competition or maybe you tested your your one rep maxes. Um, that would be another reason to put a deload after that. A lot of stress on the body for those ones. There's a lot to what you said about switching exercises. And so it's worth mentioning. One, don't use this as an excuse to completely randomize your program every four weeks. It's mm -hmm. too frequent. But you're right. Oftentimes, especially experienced lifters, I've been doing this for 20 years or more now. And sometimes certain things, just after you do them for a while, just leave your joints feeling beaten up. And you're not necessarily injured. You're not injured. But it just doesn't feel great. And like you said, a change of grip or a different exercise choice can get things feeling very mentally fresh. You can be reinvigorated for your workouts again. And it can be as simple as trading in a, you know, a bent over barbell row for a dumbbell row or an inverted row or a machine. And you're really doing mm -hmm. all the same thing. And maybe there's a slight change of angle. Maybe it's going from a barbell bench press to a dumbbell bench press. And that may be enough. And I think in a lot of cases, these sort of tactics will probably keep you going for a long time. But it's especially when I, I really like the, you know, when you feel really mentally drained from the workouts, when you feel like you're not recovering, if you feel like you're plateaued and it's sustained, that's the time. And you mentioned too, pay attention to what's going on with your life, your sleep, but your, your stress level. If life is really stressful and overwhelming, there's a lot of stuff going on then and God forbid, you know, you have someone sick in the family or, you know, a death in the family, that sort of stuff. That stuff dumps a mass amount of stress on you. And sometimes that's a really good opportunity to back things off a little bit. Uh, because if you push through and if you're that person who will go and hide from whatever you've got to deal with in your, in your everyday life and you go crush yourself in the gym, you'll pay for that later. So that's where I would say really be careful. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And bottom line, um, is it necessary? necessary it depends on the person um for power lifters they definitely have stuff like that in their programming because they're pushing their body to the brink not every session but you know quite often so it would be it would be beneficial for someone that's doing powerlifting. um if you're lifting at about um like, uh, like I said before, four or five reps in reserve consistently throughout your program, or you're a beginner, I wouldn't say that it would be as effective for you. Um, and you probably don't need it. And also, if you're switching programs every two to three months, which is okay, I we would recommend three months is a good time to switch up programs. Um, but a lot of times it's already in there, even unintentionally. If you're starting with new exercises, you're not going to be pushing yourself all the way to failure. You need to be practicing those exercises to get the right uh, muscle fire pattern, um, to get that mind-muscle connection. So you're already going to be defaulting to maybe higher reps um, with less weight and farther from failure at the start of a new program. I've been coaching for 12 and a half years, and I can think of two clients who were, you know, what I would call more or less general population who needed plan deloads because they needed that structure and they needed to be like backed off at a certain point because they were the types who were so bleeding edge in terms of the intensity and one for sure very stressful job as a first responder so him I had to put some limits on and then the mm -hmm. other one just like living on the bleeding edge he also tended towards more of a powerlifting style program anyway so in my experience if, if for a lot of people in the way that just life will throw days off at you and interfere most people probably aren't going to be living on that bleeding edge where they need 
true deloads, but it doesn't mean you can't use principles within it. And another concept, auto-regulate. You just listen to how your body feels. And maybe it's not a full deload week. Maybe it's just, hey, you know, on that day, you didn't sleep as well. You're feeling a little bit beaten up. You go in, you just make it a workout that you feel pretty good about. It's like our last episode, that all or nothing. It, yeah. You don't have to just say, oh, I only have 30 minutes of workout. I'm not going to bother. It's not enough time. You go in, you, you enjoy a 30-minute workout. It, enjoy the physical and mental health benefits of it, the, the maintenance of the habit. Uh, and maybe there's a little bit of a social element to being in that environment. Lord knows I like being in gyms. Even if I'm in a mood where I don't want anybody to bother me, I still kind of like being in a gym versus, you know, in my home studio. So, and, and I think life will create a lot of what we need here, but I think it's also worthwhile knowing how to st structure a property load, which we're going to start doing a little bit more of in our program. So if you want to know any more about our program, um, please shoot us a message and you can really help us out by sharing this with someone in your world. Maybe, maybe you're a coach and you share it with another coach that you know, or, you know, maybe you're just an enthusiast lifter and you've got friends who you think would really benefit from the stuff we're talking about. And if you have questions for us, if you have topics you'd like us to go through, you know, we're, we're interested in that. So please shoot us a message on social media at Bailey Lau Fit at Andrew Coates Fitness. Uh, follow us there, messages there. We would love to hear from you guys. And, uh, and thank you guys again for tuning in. And we'll bring you back another episode in a week.